I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at ex-con. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man! Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy! It's showtime. We are back, ma'am fam. More MCU talk. It never fails. It won't go away. You know that joke about the apocalypse? Like the only things that'll be left is cockroaches and Twinkies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's throw Marvel Studios into that too. Yeah. They'll still be making movies about the cockroaches versus the Twinkies or something like that. So uh, here we are. The 31st MCU movie, fellas. Feels like we've talked about 300 of them up to this point, but here we are. Well, we did do the retrospectives, which I think mm, that is last true. year. We've basically covered all of them since we started in 2013. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. think about how many have come out since, since 2013. I would say one, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe. Only six of them haven't... <laughs> It came out before that, so yeah. yeah, pretty much all of them we've we've done episodes on. So feel free to go back and refresh. But as Richard alluded to, we did a full retrospective in the VIP a couple of years ago, where we cram a bunch of thoughts on a bunch of movies into uh, about eight episodes or so. So it's a little less to go through than the twenty-five plus episodes you would get here on the main feed. So check that on the VIP. Richard, have you decided? Which movie I'm doing for movie draft punishment yet? It was was a tough one. I don't know. Brian and I, I don't know. I went through, we got some great recommends from the VIPs. Let me pull up some here. I saw some in the, in the the thread to punish me was immense. So people just very excited about this. Punish Kent. (laughs) I appreciate the, the participation, but why is everybody just so happy and so excited? Oh no, I'm sorry. We're not clear. We all hate you. (laughs) Um, some of them were excited for the wrong reason so some people hadn't been in the discord for like months and they're like oh i'll get in on this they they read the thread and they they were really (laughs) no no that's not and they ah there's a lot of disappointment on as well so some favorites that i saw actually one in just before the buzzer about an hour ago pixels done an episode on it already yeah exactly does that one but that's a strong that that gets the intent of this there were some things that were like (laughs) cheesy action movies it's like no that's those are fun, bad. He needs to hate himself. There was um, somebody who wanted to send me like to a literal convention in Dallas. Yeah. Like things like people are getting creative. Yeah. The wedding convention one was that was a pretty. It was a wedding. Con- that's what it was. A wedding convention. Yeah. That would. You said you were solo having to go to that. That would be tough. You wouldn't do season four of Alias, right? Without context. <laughs> you said no on that. Yeah. I'm a completist. So I'd have to yeah. start. Maybe it's a uh, Hano music. I think I could do 300 episodes. Yeah. Pablo had Nymphomaniac Part 2, which I love because, A, we've talked about it a lot as a joke on the show. It'd be pretty great. Everybody knows that's the bad one of the two. Yeah. Nymphomaniac Part 1, great. <laughs> one is great. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part 2. Ooh. It's a real disappointing climax, if you will. The original Mario Brothers was great. Obviously, we can't go wrong with, Brian, any kind of Minions or Minions adjacent mm-hmm. content. Yes. yes. Uh, Rebel Wilson content also <laughs> Was circling around. She doesn't have as many movies as I thought. Yeah, she's got a couple uh, rom coms that have slipped under yeah. the radar mm-hmm. here that mm-hmm. yeah. might be pretty tough for me to get through. 
Yeah, just uh, you know, Brian, make you your choice. You want to add? I'm I've game. Got, I've got one in mind here, and I'm gonna say it. But I want you I want don't Brian you don't have to pick now. I was just wondering if you had picked yet. Well, I think it'd be fun to pick now. Okay, I sure. like your idea of picking it's, now. It's your it's your reward. I want it, of the but you know draft. what? I will As say, you know, don't do Super Mario Brothers because we're gonna do that collectively. Okay, I but otherwise think this would be the most fun for me to listen to and for Kent to do. And I love that it's a sequel and he doesn't get to watch the <laughs> earlier one. So I had some things in mind, but I got to give it up to Jordan in the VIP. I love the idea of Kent solo potting 50 shades freed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Like what do you it. think, Brian? Is that good? Yeah, I, I waste it. it. I mean, you guys, okay. I, I, love it. I thought I you were going to give me something I, I don't like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just think can't have to do thirty minutes alone and keep it quasi PG. Uh huh. Yeah. And so just, the rules. Be uncomfortable. Just, yeah. Just so we're. Yeah. We we have it here on the record. Yep. It has to be me solo for a thirty minute episode. Yes, and I don't think you will do this, but this is just for the listeners thing. You can't like do the this episode's about Fifty Shades Freed, but I'm going to talk about uh, my favorite CNBC host for thirty minutes. Oh, the Richard. Like, Move. No, uh-huh. I've got. I went in on Corky <laughs> Romano. You know, you can't. Uh, okay. uh, you can. You can only do so much. So you know, I mean, I mean, you could talk about. You can go on a tangent or two, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it, the, the episode should be. And again, I don't worry about you doing this. This is just more for listener edification. So you everything know, I talk about more, has to be about Fifty Shades Freed. It's. I mean, loosely. Fifty Shades yeah. Freed is that the third or the second one? I, it's the. Th- I love that it's the third. I think it's the third, <laughs> and I think there's a marriage in it, judging by the picture, which I love. <laughs> I think that's a great choice, Jordan. Well done. I, I had some other ones. I'm not going to say what they are because I'm going to keep them in the back pocket. But that mm-hmm. one, Kent just kind of talking about it, you know, I don't know. The only thing I worry about is the se- does, is, it, is it as sexy now well, that they're married I've, in the third one? Or should I do another one where there's still whips and stuff? I've looked, I I looked up the, mo- the movie and I'm sold. I think I this one's fine. <laughs> this is a good there, like Now, that. the other reason is there's also minions in it. Yeah, those minions yeah. are freak. They're freaky minions. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I didn't blow it. No, I love Brian. it. Brian, I love it. Yeah. I am excited for this. But yeah, just I am too. Thirty minutes solo. Um, however you want to do it. If you want to like wear the gimp mask, wear the gimp mask. Whatever you want, but loosely tied to Fifty Shades. Talk about the film a bit. If you go down a tangent or two, that's fine. You know, if there's a file scene, feel free to go off, <laughs> King. But you know, but mostly keep it around what we can keep it around. Thirty minutes. It's fun. Solo on Fifty Shades Freed. All right, that'll be on the VIP feed. You gotta, gotta be a VIP to hear that one, folks. Sorry. Well, here we are on the main feed to talk about the movie of the weekend: Ant Man and the Wasp: Semicolon Quantumania. Number one at the box office, or I guess pretty divisive movie um, among fanboys brian kind of texted us as the weekend was wrapping up and and was like i can't believe people are arguing about ant-man i was like people arguing about ant-man i didn't i didn't know that there was so much um arguing going on but apparently th- that was a thing in my opinion i think you kind of know what you're going to get with these marvel movies yeah. now they very clearly follow a formula that works for them if you're not in on that, I guess you're not, but I didn't see how this one really strayed away from the expected formula of the MCU enough for a fan backlash 
So I guess my question for you, Brian, are you a part of this backlash? Are you, have you faded on the MCU as of late? Are you still fully invested 31 movies in? That's a lot of questions, that, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that I'm a, I'm, I think I'm less invested as I was pre Avengers Endgame. In hindsight, that feels like a pretty strong conclusion to a lot of what we're doing here. I, I never, I mean, it's not a conclusion to the whole thing because there's billions of comic books and stories that they can pull from on these kind of things. But yeah, that that felt like a sort of a great stop for for some of this stuff. No Way Home is great too. So, you know, I can't, that wasn't the next one that came out, but it was not too far behind and far, I like Far From Home too. So like they've done, there's been some very good films since then. I think I still, I stay on the bandwagon of, I enjoy all these movies. We've talked at ad nauseum over, over the years about, or really over the last couple of years that at a certain point we are going to run out of steam and the the more that we are forcing the Disney Plus series into the canon of these movies, I think you you come closer and closer to like full on fatigue. Like I am freaking done with this fatigue. Maybe not from me, and maybe not from general audiences, but from the biggest of audiences and from critics and things like that. I definitely think that's a huge part of the the uh, the critical reception on this. It was interesting. I saw this relatively late in the weekend. I saw it like Sunday evening. And so it was kind of interesting watching our Discord, the reviews come in from Thursday on, you know, uh, of people, people kind of all over the spectrum on this. It's not usually what you, you expect to see on a Marvel movie pre, pre the last couple of years anyway. Um, generally, there's a few people that, yeah, this person's not really into Marvel. So this is probably going to be a low review. But for the most part, everybody's usually pretty strong on these things. Very divisive in in our Discord, all over the place. I, I, it was interesting. It, it was an interesting thing. So I saw it late, and I did. I texted you guys, and I was like, I don't really get the hate on this. Like, I'm, it's not going to be you know for everybody and whatever. But like, it was. It's an interesting one to be the lowest rated Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really feel that way. And I say that as somebody who thinks that just about all of these movies are at the very least like pretty good or. <laughs> decent plus you know um and i think that that part of it is we're just gonna have to add in it's it's part of the algorithm now because of the fatigue thing i think that there's there's gonna be people critics especially you look at the score right now and i know it's it's an aggregator blah blah blah. i don't feel like i need to do the qualifiers anymore it's 48 percent with critics 84 percent with audiences and i think that that kind of tells a bit of the story i just think that the algorithm that goes into this at this point includes a 10 to 20% deduction just based on I am tired of these movies. And those are some of the, some of the reviews are going to be that are going to be, I'm tired of these movies are going to be, this doesn't level up to the, the equal up, excuse me, to the level of, of like some of the better Marvel movies. And therefore it's not very good. It's like this thing you got to add into it. Now I say that having no idea where you guys fall on it. You, you may both hate it. I, I, you know, I, it just seems like a sort of innocuous one to me personally that drew yeah some critical of all the ones to dogpile on. Why are we dogpiling yeah. on? Like, look, I think Eternals is one. fine, but I totally get why it has a lower Rotten Tomato score, and a lot of people didn't like that movie. Um, Black Widow, I could kind of understand. Like, I'm not really sure this is necessary. You know, all these things. Like, I get it. I'm not, and and there's valid criticisms of of every film, and certainly of, of this movie. And I'm, it's it's certainly to me is not like upper tier Marvel, but 
but I had a heck of a lot, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a good time. As we get into it, I I think one of the the coolest things about it is it does kind of feel like a standalone for ninety percent of it, which is awesome because that's been my maybe my biggest complaint with with the Marvel thing lately. But you guys may hate it. I don't know, but I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it. It seems like a fairly innocuous movie to be the one that is like the lowest rated Marvel movie for me. Yeah, Richard, how bought in are you at this point? Um, that's a great, that's a very simple question. I'll try to answer it. Are you watching the Disney Plus shows and stuff? I know you've watched a few, but but other than these episodes we do, are you going back? Are you thinking about the MCU at all in any way? I'm trying to in some ways, Mm -hmm. but I'm also trying not to in some ways because I'm like insulted at the amount of things they want me to it's a little bit of like uh, contrarianism in me now, which I didn't always have with these. I'm with you there. Where it's like, okay, you're asking me, you know, we've talked about it mm-hmm. many times. Okay. You were asking me to do eight hours a year or six hours a year. And that seemed like a lot, but I was in. Because they're, like you said, Brian, they're all at least decent, plus sometimes quite thrilling with a lot of fun actors and actresses. And then now it suddenly jumped to like 62 hours a year. And, and to kind of maintain that a storyline or catch some ref most of the references blah 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 but we do it we do it for the show and these these obviously have great mass appeal and i'm happy to do it and we watch even even the ones where i'm kind of drudging through it a bit like eternals or bit are, are certainly better than a lot of things because there's a certain level of production value product you know that that is there i don't have marvel fatigue i have multiverse fatigue for sure yeah, yeah sure um which is not which they are certainly the largest purveyors of, but I'm um, that's certainly about to happen again now with DC and everything. I am multiversed the heck out. So I get why they do it. I think it's a great MacGuffin to do a lot of interesting things, but I just, it's already a lot of content. Now I have to keep up with 616 different earths and a million different Kangs. And uh, yeah, no, you're you're right. Yeah. And it's, it is, I'm not a comic book guy and that's why it's nothing, no judgment. Like, trust me, I'm nerdy about plenty of other things, but it just seemed like a lot to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And the, what made the Marvel movies so great is that they gave you the kind of fun of a, of a comic book with, but in, in ways that at least for me as someone who's not brain is not wired that way. Um, mm-hmm. It was fairly easy to even, you know, I could take nine months off, not rewatch anything and then click back in on winter soldier and go, Oh yeah, that's right. That's where this is. And like, mm-hmm. Now I find myself more and more going, okay, act two of episode six of Loki. Uh, right. There was a, right. there was a, a reference. The guy used a computer yeah. mouse that, you know, <laughs> like, and you're like, what, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. This is, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad, but I find these movies, this movie particularly not bad at all. There was some production design things I didn't love, like some aesthetic things I didn't love about it. You know, sir, I'm with you, Brian. I don't know why this is the one. Everyone, there, you know, there's other ones that I think were a little more grading or whatever. But I did find mm-hmm. this very. I found myself in. I had a kid in October. My brain not, may not be at full capacity, but I found myself more kind of like confused by this than I certainly was during like Inception mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had to do more like, okay, yeah, definitely going to have to Wikipedia that on the way home mm-hmm. and figure out what mm-hmm. that was going to and what. And I just don't feel like I should have to do that with like tentpole movies every year. I don't know how mm-hmm. maybe I should be that maybe really dumb of me because how great is it that we have big tenpole movies that aren't completely A and B plot and explosions. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably complain about that. The other side of it too, but it's just like, Oh, this was pretty exhausting for a movie. I should just be 
hammering a Diet Coke and a, some popcorn during and, and laughing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on a, on a lot of levels there. I think the multiverse thing, to your point of it, you know, it's a great MacGuffin. It keeps the door wide open right. for a lot of ver- things. You know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. feels the itch to come back. Boom. Right. You've got an easy story way to get him back in and, and it already makes sense and all that. So I think they're playing that card as long as they can, just while they totally figure stuff out. Who's the Fantastic Four going to be? Who, you know, who wants to come back? Chris Evans has talked about, oh, I'd like to be back Captain America again. And you're like, what? So, you know, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is still some of that conversation going on. And I think now you're still kind of seeing the the business side of it affect the story side of it in a way that we haven't really seen. You're seeing it with with uh, DC. It's more reactionary on DC side of, oh, they did that with Spider-Man. Now let's do that with Batman type of thing. But that's a, that is what it is. And that's another conversation. But it, in terms of the amount of stories, I, I'm totally with you. It's like, let's center this back on the time. Like, well, once they fractured the timeline, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you really do need to kind of draw this out in an inception kind of way. This movie really is starting to pull together a lot of the stuff we've seen over the past few years and mm-hmm. with uh, Loki. We're, uh, we're starting to see the fruits of that labor pay off. Like this multiverse thing, this Kang thing is going to be around for a long time. So, Here's I th- what I think they were thinking here. Kang is really important, and people don't care about Ant-Man. So let's <laughs> let's marry the two. Let's make people care more about Ant-Man. Let's make the, him so central to this story that they have Even to care. He's literally saves the world in Avengers. <laughs> right. In Endgame, right? He's still like such a C-teamer in, in kind of a really charming way, and they play off that in this movie, and we'll get there. But right. yeah. uh, I think it's it's pretty smart to marry one of your least – important characters to one of your most important storylines uh, to get people more invested that way. I actually like the quantum realm aspect of the MCU. I've liked it up to this point, but I don't, I think this might've broken me on, on, on that stuff. Uh, I've just liked the visuals of that. I've liked the the thought of going subatomic and being, you know, the size of an atom and, and all that stuff. But we're getting to the point where we can just have cities down there and, act as normal down there. I don't know how different it is for me or how charming it is for me in terms of a different place, different setting. It's just kind of another MCU setting. That's kind of a bummer. It kind of fell into the template of all the other planets and settings we've seen so far. Um, I thought the, to Richard's point, the aesthetics of this were pretty bad. The design, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, I really love this character of Scott Lang though. <laughs> I don't know if it's just Paul Rudd or the way it's written, but I I really like the personality that he brings, the humor that he brings as a leading man, because it was so absent in Multiverse of Madness of any kind of smile, really, in my opinion, other than some of the supporting characters. And that movie felt to me like, okay, if you haven't seen season one of WandaVision, you're going to be completely out on this movie as a whole. And that's seventy five percent with critics. I don't. I don't get. They all saw Wandavision. I guess this one to me is so much more detached in terms of like a comedy, just a fun action comedy type of movie. Uh, they do some fun exposition with Scott Lang's memoir. I think that kind of pulls you back into the story and, and gets you up to speed. 
So I like that. I'm with you. I think aesthetically I was turned off, but like, I think this was a fun script. I think it pushes the the narrative in a new direction and says, okay, this is what the MCU is kind of going to be. They don't want to do Thanos again, where they had a villain who was so out of the picture for so long that no one even knew who the villain was. And I think um, Kang, the variants of Kang, whatever you want to say or call it, that's the villain. Jonathan Majors, Kang, and and you know everything that comes with that is is uh, kind of what we're what we're up against this time around. So yeah, that's a lot of thoughts there, but I think I enjoy Ant Man. I've always liked Ant Man overall. I've always just really liked the the humor aspect. It, to me, it's the it's the most throwaway character, but also I think that's what makes it charming because it's uh got nothing to lose in a way. <laughs> they can have guys writing ants and have these ensemble casts and kind of have these weird this weird editing and stuff and kind of go that Edgar Wright direction with it and uh and it pays off. So yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a PG thirteen Deadpool for the MCU. It's what I've kind of thought of Ant-Man thus far. But uh yeah, Brian, get a, get us more into your uh, some of your general thoughts on on why you enjoyed this and and what you enjoyed about it. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean Paul Rudd's great. He plays this so well. Actually, I you know I I, I pretty I listened to um, the fantasy to the big picture today just because I was like really curious about um, why people are so displeased with this and. Uh, just kind of, I don't know. It felt like a good one to get like a different, slightly different opinion on on everything. Um, and it ended up being a, a good listen this time. And so, one of the complaints they had was that, or that that somebody on the on the show had was the uh, that yes, Paul Rudd is super charming and Scott Lang is a fun character, and that and that is he's so he's kind of barely in the movie. Like the Scott Lang is barely in the movie in a lot of ways. Um, I thought that. It, I kind of felt the opposite. I felt like it yeah, was, it was really this is well. his, this is his movie. I I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that I'm maybe not being too clear. Like, I I think their pro, their point was like Ant Man is in the movie a bunch, but like Scott Lang is not, or Scott Lang is is not doing the 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 kind of Paul Rudd charming thing that we really like from this character is sort of lost in all the CGI. Okay, Scott Lang. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that was one of my main problems with it is that we're in the quantum realm for the entire movie and we don't yeah. have that. Like, why couldn't he have been communicating with Michael Pena and his crew back, you know, yeah, on Earth yeah. or something? Like, have have some kind of storyline going back in the real world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you can break us out of that just ugly environment for a little bit, right? <laughs> Please, yeah. you know. What? And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't had that thought, and and that yes. was something that got brought up on this, and I was like, oh, that's a really good point. That is something that. That this movie could have done. I was not nearly as bothered by the CGI eye assault as as I think other people were. Um, it at least is a vibrant, like bright world, and that, that's always the thing that kills me with the DC. When I when I complain about the DC CGI um, eye attacks, it's it's because the world is just so freaking grim and ugly and gray, and I I hate the shadowy and it's I, spiky. I hate this yeah. Yeah, this is at least has like real color palettes, and yes, I, I mean I understand it's 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 <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I get it. Um, to me, it kind of made sense for it to be that way, though. And I I liked the mix of um, all the different 
peoples and creatures and stuff that inhabit this world. I thought I did a good job with the science of it, of just like, here's the thing and not really worrying about getting too deep in, like we do not need, I do not need quantum physics explained to me because I'm a genius. No, because it's like- I need it explained to me. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought they did a good job of just, of kind of Star Trekking it and and like, here's the, here's the, uh, here's the concept. Cool, all right, we're in it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Finish your thought. I have a funny aside. No, no, it, 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 on it, it's part of this may be that I'm watching- Start. I'm getting caught up on on Star Trek Picard um, right now, but it felt like a big Star Trek episode or Star Trek movie to me, and I like that. I thought it was. I just thought the movie was real fun overall, and yes, like we're gonna get into the ramifications of what happens here, especially with Kang and what that means for um for the universe moving forward. I'm sure that will be a topic of of conversation here, but. Did you guys feel like it was kind of like a standalone? Uh, Fantasy described it as a bottle episode, and I was like, "That's kind of a great way." Literally, to put the it word to I was going to use. I haven't listened to that. That's funny. Okay. That's what drove me nuts about it. I wanted to get out of there more. Okay, <laughs> I felt bottled up. Um, okay, I liked that. I like because I because I feel like my bit. You know, I get in here and I get, this is. I mean, I love these movies, so whatever. It's not a huge complaint, but usually my complaint is like at a certain point, I don't have any more of any time to give this and to remember. What happens in the third episode of uh, Loki season two, or or whatever else? And yeah, there are definitely elements of that that play in, but for the most part, it felt like a it felt like a movie that could just be its own thing, and I appreciate that. I would love for Marvel, maybe not to bottle it, Richard, like like you, to your point, um, but I would love for Marvel to get into a world where these movie, where the the individual superhero movies can be. 80 90 percent standalone and and yeah. then you know here's the thing that's the connective thread to sure. the big overarching thing that we're we're building like they were in phase one and and some of phase yep. two you know i would like it to be back to that way for sure where every movie doesn't feel like an avengers with that yes. except that one yes. character like gets a little focus too. yes yeah. and and to not to where it doesn't feel like homework and i like all i've seen all i think i think i think i've watched all of these these Disney shows, I know I've watched all these movies tons of times. My kid's into these, so he has lots of questions. It's get, it gets rewatched in the house all the time. Like I'm the I'm a person who is in the camp that's like I've seen it all. I kind of know all this stuff, and I'm but I'm tired. <laughs> like my brain is tired. I don't want it to feel like homework for every single one of these big stupid blockbuster you know rides, uh, theme park rides. Gosh, is the word I was trying to think of. And so I dug that it it allowed that to be part of the mix here for once because it hasn't felt that way for a while yeah i think it's uh it certainly feels isolated in its own way the character of ant-man these movies have their own tone their own voice i think that's that's what it makes me feel uh but i'm kind of with richard on like the the whole kang timeline stuff that like i think you do kind of need to know some of it some of where it's coming from. They do a good job in the movie, I think, of through some of Kang's speeches and, and recapping some stuff, but you're like, okay, is this the guy from Loki? It's not the guy from Loki. Uh, you don't know, you know, Scott Lang has been in jail this whole time. He's missed out on his, his daughter's life. Like, there, I think there's a lot of stuff that, you, that would help to know. I don't know, I think it makes it any less enjoyable if you don't know that stuff, but I think it makes it way more enjoyable if you do know it. Like this movie's a a very enjoyable action movie that becomes a really good action movie if you're plugged into the MCU. Does that make sense? That's fair. Yeah. 
Sure, sure. That's how I kind of feel about it. I, I felt lucky that I was like, okay, I kind of know what's going on here. I remember the TVA. I remember He Who Remains. I remember, uh, you know, the snap and the ramifications of that and all that that kind of stuff. So that that to me felt felt good. Um, what did you think of Modoc, Brian? I knew this is going to be like a in or out. It seems like you're in. Yeah, I, love, I thought it was really fun. Okay. I have, uh, I know people really love, people who are into the comic books really love that character. I know there was that show on Hulu or whatever that, that lasted for a few episodes. Um, people really dig it. I have no background on that whatsoever other than I know vaguely what he looks like. That was a really funny character and it was a funny, uh, funny usage of Corey Stoll and, and the, you know, the callback to the first movie and, I, th- I thought too like though it, that we yeah. had time traveled to 2014 when Corey Stoll was in every movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe we were in the quantum every realm movie. there. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah, he, he's like, man, 2023, and I'm going to be in a movie. That's going to be. I, I don't care if I'm Russell, a weird, deformed yeah, I that face. Russell documentary on Netflix uh, yesterday, and he's the narrator for it <laughs> in part, and I was like, oh man. Big big day for Corey Stoll. Like I love Corey Stoll, but man, I do. Yeah, he really no, blew his poker wad in the 2014. It's like I'm going to be in 61 movies, and then <laughs> every single movie. Yeah, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. I know that that is not canon to the comics. Uh, I think that you can multiverse it away, and that's fine. But it was a fun way to connect it. That felt more like uh, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp than a lot of the other stuff, or at least some of the other parts of, of this movie. It felt true to this very weird little corner of, of the Marvel Universe that we've created. So I, I had a great time with it, but I don't know. Did you what see you who Corey Stoll based the performance on? The Frank Grimes character yeah. from The Simpsons. Oh, nice. That's great. That's a, yeah. that's a great callback. I think there's some fun references in this. I like the Back to the Future pizza reference at the beginning. I thought that was a funny, a funny thing. I like the Baskin Robbins bit coming back with Greg Turkington. I think that's great. There's a lot of funny recurring elements in these. I don't know why this is called Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania because the Wasp was in this for maybe eight seconds. She wouldn't get vaxxed, bro. At the end. Yeah, she could. She I think that was part of it. I think she yeah. might have been written into more of it, but remember there was all that. Oh, is that right? Con- yeah, controversy about her being on set because she was, uh, she was a holistic. It, oh man, I didn't person. know. I did so not I think know. They that. might have like kind of. I I have no evidence of this. I'm just saying that happened. There was issues with her vaccination status. Plus, I agree with you. She's barely in this movie in Sam and the Lost. So I just kind of put two and two together. But I have no reporting on that. I think when, it's as much as anything, you just can't go back on that title once you've established that this is the title of these movies. That's fair. going to kill off the character. But I agree with you, Richard. I do think that that, is, that was part of the deal. I don't know. I guess the Wasp hopefully is going to have a bigger role going forward. Sure. So we'll hopefully see the fruits of that labor pay off. In terms of what's coming late later, we've got a lot of stuff from MCU. We've got Guardians Volume 3 this year in a few months. We got the Secret Invasion uh, series with with Nick Fury and, and uh, or Sam Jackson and uh, Kobe Smulders uh, mm-hmm. are in that. Um, Martin Freeman's showing up in that as well. Apparently, and then we have the Marvels coming out this fall. So uh, yeah, they've announced uh, Loki season two. 
Ironheart as well, supposed to be coming soon. They don't know if it's this year, early next year, but uh, looks like we've got a lot more MCU uh, stuff to talk about. But let's get uh, spoilery here, fellas. You want to? Let's do it. All right, let's talk more about Kang and, and what that means. I love this character. It seems like a a villain, you know, as threatening and all-powerful as Thanos was, it seems like Kang, with the variances, has more power. Yeah, I I guess we'll see. Um, the ability to time travel and all that, you know, is just nice. Right, when you combine all the Kangs, like, that's going to be a big, a yes. big issue. Um, I did think that that was one, that was a place where this movie, one, was, was kind of... Uh, I thought his power was limited well, I guess. Like, you know, that it's dependent upon the suit and the the ship and all that that makes him a little more a little more beatable. He's a little less powered up than than he maybe could have been or he seems when you like see like the resume, you know, you you know, oh, he does all this. Well, what the crap are we going to do with that? Um he doesn't seem quite as as totally unbeatable on that front. Look, I'm with you. I am with you, Richard. The multiverse thing is going to drive me crazy if it's not already. They do seem to have a good, a pretty, pretty good uh, feel for how to use Kang and the Kangs. And I don't know. It's hard for me to say it's not going to be overkill because mul- all multiverse. It seems like they have a map written out of a yeah, timeline, it, it, and it here's how it's going right. to break off. Here's when it's going to come back. Right. Doesn't seem like they're winging this. It's honestly pretty impressive <laughs> how they've been able to tie up some of these because I think it's only a beating if none of this goes anywhere. If we're just watching seasons of shows mm-hmm. that have mm-hmm. storylines, it's like, okay, well, it's four years now of movies and none of that was mentioned anywhere. So why did right. why did we, that doesn't right. seem to be the case. This is all going somewhere. And uh, that's that makes us as viewers feel good it's like we we've invested the time for a reason Mm -hmm. yeah i mean look if you're going to have a character who is (laughs) is legion hundreds or thousands of characters uh i would recommend casting jonathan majors so they got that part right um that guy is incredible every single time i see him on screen now i'm just like well but see just a just an amazing performance i mean where what he's doing i i just assume he is going to absolutely crush it. Like Creed Three is going to. I, I'm I'm so stoked already. Um, he kills this. I mean, he's so good in this role. And there's a difference between. I, this is a really. I think it's a difficult thing to play a character like this who is Legion, who is, um, contain who does contain multitudes and is a you know is actually thirty five different characters. This is a completely different Kang than than he who remains in Loki. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. He seems to. They actually have distinct personalities, and yes, I think right. Right. they've cast the right person, and for that, <laughs> somebody yeah, who's so right. diverse, unpredictable. I would say too. Mm-hmm. That's something he brings to the table. Is you, you never kind of know if what his true intentions are. Uh, yeah. Dallas's own Jonathan Majors, I should say. That's right, that's true. That's true. Shout out, Mavs fan. Yes, but uh, yeah. Buy this stock there. Guy. I'm excited uh, about that. And, you know, Scott Lang's in, in increased role in this is 
exciting to me too because I I love Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive. I mean, <laughs> he's speaking. Let's go. <laughs> give give us give us all the uh, give me all the Paul Rudd you got. Which I would have like in two thousand five. I'd be like, yeah, his run will be four years here. You know, after knocked up and a few <laughs> few movies, but the guy's still still killing it. Nicest still guy. Long. Still still looks incredible too. Like, <laughs> Just whatever, not whatever aging. It's crazy. Yeah. He's got access to the uh, the TVA. You know, so that's right. Yeah. Ant Man is a big family movie. It's about family, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never turn your back on family, yeah. and. Scott Lang is not, he wants to be there for his daughter. And it, it seems like it's been a decade plus of missed time when it comes to all the time jumps and prison time. It's like, man, he really like was never there for his daughter and feels terrible about that. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see his daughter, uh, Cassie, what she becomes. She seems to be like a cross between uh, Hank and, and Scott like Hank is more the brains guy and Scott's more the funny, you know, get in jail guy. She's both. So mm-hmm. we'll see, see where that ends up and what uh, kind of character she becomes later on. But uh, any other thoughts about how this ends? Oh, right. Of course we need to talk about the, the actually closing scene. So did he actually defeat that version of Kang? Is he back on the re- in the real world at the end? It seems like this could all be another WandaVision type thing going on. This is all going according to King's plan. <laughs> yeah, I took it as he's he's back on real earth. These things happen, but that we're we're in for the the influx of of more Kings. Um, whatever that whatever that ultimately looks like. Uh, it was a good conclusion. I thought it was fun. There's a little, there's a little Hobbit battle of the five armies at the end there with the, with the ants and stuff. Uh, I loved that because I thought it was cool. I loved it, it because it, it, it always comes back to ants, people. and it's yeah. like right when you think That's the true. ants are not going to be a thing in this, here they yeah. come, and you know the ants basically exceeding human capability in like a very short yeah. amount of time is funny because of how yeah. smart they are. I like yeah. that. I thought it was it was a fun bit to have uh, to have him to have Kang basically call him out on that. Like I do all this and you talk to ants. So that was a fun. That was a nice little uh-huh. callback to like the origin of this character and where he sits in the the hierarchy of uh, of the MCU. Actually, that's not just that point. They they did that quite well. I think throughout the whole thing with the with the book and his relationship to. Um, the other Avengers and the, the 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 barista guy like charging him when he realizes that he's not Spider-Man and stuff like that. That was a fun, those are fun little parts of, of this whole story that I think kind of keeps this thing, keeps this, the narrative sort of semi-grounded even though the rest, the, the, the whole bit is, is very sci-fi superhero gimmicky kind of thing. What about you, Richard? Do you think he's back in the real world or if he's another, on another timeline? I I don't even begin to to estimate these things. I I'm so confused. What is real? <laughs> what is timeline? Time means nothing. We figured that out pretty. We well, right when we signed Kyrie, we found that out. I was in his opening <laughs> press conference. Or the slap, bro. Well, uh, let's hit a a grade uh, for this one: Ant Man and the Wasp, semicolon, Quantumania. 
whoever came up with the name Quantumania got a huge raise at <laughs> at Marvel Studios. Not a lot of mania in this one, though. Not like enough. There was, not a lot of madness in Multiverse of Madness. Hurry up, hurry up now. Not easily offended. I like the Welcome Back Cotter theme song usage. Yeah, that's fun. Bring back uh, great TV themes again. All right. Uh, I'm going to grade need, this uh, one out. Now at... we just need the coach theme in a, um, one of these movies. <laughs> coach right? theme. It's greatness. Dun, 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 dun. Mary Tyler Moore. There's some classics from that from that time. All right. Here we go. I'm grading this one at a B. What about you, Brian? I'm higher. Um, you know what? I think I am. I'm, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go A minus. A minus. I had a good cool. time with it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure that my kid is part of this. Like going to see this with a ten year old, I'm sure helps with this kind of thing. Like, man, that was fun because we're just having a ball watching this. But I, yeah, I don't know. I really dudes. enjoyed most of the bits, and and uh, I thought it was a. I thought it was a fun movie, but I, you know, I also liked Thor: Love and Thunder quite a bit, and and that is apparently not a popular opinion anymore. So, so you know, this is maybe I'm just uh, I'm 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 still on the same wavelength, and uh, and Iger's checks are continuing to to, mm-hmm. to, to deposit. Thank know? God so, he's back; he can get those checks yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Was, I need I needed it. It's been rough. It's been pretty rough. But uh, yeah, A minus for me. RB, what about you? I'm going to go B minus. I just, I, I like the length of it right at two hours. Yeah, that was awesome. I liked choices on the page. I thought Loveness did a good job with the script, considering all the multiverse stuff that you have to work in. I just didn't, I hated the aesthetic of the multiverse. My eyes hurt the whole time. Yeah. I just didn't like that. So I take it down the like, quantum realm. probably would have yeah. been a B plus otherwise. And I, I brought it down to a B minus for that. It felt for the first time cheap. For a Marvel okay. movie. I know it wasn't, but whatever, whatever CGI is they use should, not. <laughs> I, hope I mean, it's just so clearly like you've got people on a stage with yeah. either screens behind them or a green screen, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you can only make that look so real. Yeah. yeah it, it, for two hours. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they don't cut back. So it's never, right. you're never, you don't escape it. It just beats you over the head with aesthetic the entire time. And if you're in on the aesthetic, then that's great. But if, if it's off-putting in an avatar way to you at all, then it's hard to escape it. it and there's, if there's no, like yeah. I said, that, that, that real world earth that you can kind of go back to. And those scenes were really fun. Like I said, the beginning and end, how they kind of cap the movie with those real world scenes. Uh, it's funny. I'm, I think he's on another timeline. I think this, I think okay. the, the next one opens with like, what? I want, what? <laughs> one of those things. So, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, uh, let's go on to Weekly Recommends, fellas. Weekly Recommends. What you got for us, Richard? Yeah, I've got a book uh, I read last month of kind of just short, really easy, almost newspaper-like, kind of Dave Barry-ish essays um, from Jason Gay, Brian, the guy that does the like um, the sports reporters. 
okay. with yeah. uh, Brian yeah. Curtis. He's a Wall Street uh-huh. Journal sports writer, but he also writes like humor columns as well. Uh-huh. Kind of just boring, not boring, just kind of very basic dad and sports and being a dude columns that I recommend to yeah. our, you know, just kind of that stuff. Everything's like three pages long about, you know, um, buying a big screen TV for your basement, you know, and, and kind of humorous observations of that. Very, really easy read. I read it in like two hours. Um, but yeah, Jason Gay is a good, a good sports writer that I like. And uh, yeah, his, his humor writing is pretty, pretty solid. Nice. Nice. Up your alley for sure, Brian. Sweet. I love Dave Barry back in the day. That was a, Yeah. A it's called, I, I was, I like I said, I wouldn't do that if I were me by Jason Gay. Nice. Brian, what you got? I've been watching a lot of TV, um, which has been nice. I love movies, but December into like early, mid-January kind of wears me out because I'm just, I feel like I'm trying to watch three movies a day and I miss some of the TV. Um, But I'm going to, but I'm going to recommend a different pod this time uh, because... Steven Spielberg was on Smartless, and uh, oh yeah, it was, was awesome. Good. I loved it. That was good. Yeah, it. doesn't yeah, it was like they just five, dunk six on him. Ago at this point, they but. dunk on him for uh, the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the deal with 1941? Um, it was great, and uh, I, I, he doesn't do stuff like that too often. I think that he's about to start. Like I know he had an interview with Variety today, I think, or THR, I can't remember which, um, that came out. That I pocketed and haven't read. I, th- I think we're about to be in an era where he recognizes that you gotta you gotta do the interviews now again because um, money's different than it used to be. And Fables, Fableman's made three dollars, so we gotta we gotta start gotta start pumping out some of the <laughs> some of these interviews again. I saw he said be fun. he's doing be... the uh, Napoleon. Script, yeah, but, yeah. But, which stinks because like Ridley's got that one out this year too, right? With, right, Joaquin. with Joaquin. Man, that's gonna be. Cannot cannot wait for that. But Spielberg's yeah, doing a seven is. part based on the Kubrick script right. for Napoleon. Yeah, he's doing part, a uh, uh, HBO series. So an HBO. Yeah, it's be a, a lot of Napoleon What's, content. Uh, yeah, but really, I mean, smart Smartless is usually pretty good. I will skip ones where I don't really care about the the guests. I like their banter and their back and forth, but um, it's you know, how many hours you got in a day. Uh, but yeah, Spielberg one was great and. He he did the Dirk thing too, uh, uh, Richard. I don't know if you listen. I don't know if you've listened to this yet, but I haven't. No. They all talked after he got off. They all talked about how he stuck around for like twenty minutes afterwards and talked to them and asked them what's going on and all this kind of thing. And I was like, man, that's Spielberg and Dirk. I'm winning here on these two. <laughs> this is a good, that's a good combo. Uh, I'm happy to hear that they're at least good at pretending to be good people. Um, I dug that a lot. And I'll, a little side recommend. This came from Arby. The Spade, um, Carvey Pod. God, Carvey just wears me, so, wears me out. It's so Carvey funny Pod. that y'all are like so not in on Carvey and y'all listen to that pod and I'm in on Carvey I I and I don't honest. listen to that pod. <laughs> Dude, I can't do it. I So this is a little side recommend. In December, they did a two-part. It's like five hours total. Two-part episode on Farley, on Chris Farley. And it is so good. And I cried and I was super sad, but it was just an awesome kind of celebration of one of the funniest people ever. And uh and I'd super recommend it. It was it was great to listen to. Spade is so much better than Carvey. It's unbelievable how bad uh Carvey is at this point. And his I mean, it's just it is so cringy 
You can tell even Spade is like, dude, stop, stop doing this freaking George Bush impression. Like we gotta, we gotta move on with our lives. It's, it's really painful, but, but the content of that pod was great. And, uh, and all the Farley stories are, are incredible. God, I miss Chris Farley. And, and, uh, so yeah, I, 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 it's a very long, like I said, it's like five hours. So it took me a long time to, uh, to get through, but. Uh, but I highly recommend that as well. So Spielberg on, on smart list and the, uh, the Farley double podcast from mid December on, uh, what's that show called? Fly on the wall. Is that it, Richard? Sorry. That is it. I hate the name. Okay. It doesn't apply to SNL yeah, at all. Bad yeah. Name. yeah. Bad name, but best part, maybe the best part of the whole thing besides Sam Man, Sam Man was probably was number one, but is John Lovitz, which is just, it's still crap. It, it all he. It's so funny to me how funny he is, and you would just kind of assume that he'd be the Carvey kind of like, no, you don't really have anything left. In the he tank. comes on Kent like they have on all of them. It's just like quick kind of Zoom call. It's probably each one about fifteen minutes, probably twenty different guests, maybe fifteen. And Lovitz comes on and he goes, "Hello, uh, I just wanted you both to know that Chris told me he didn't care for either of you." Okay, let's start the interview. <laughs> Classic. So great. So great. Acting. <laughs> <laughs> Lovitz is, playing, is yeah, just one a of a kind, man. In a supporting role. Yes. There was an era of SNL where they just found people that were just so unique. Yeah. Like from the from the mid eighties to the mid nineties, it was just like these Sandler, Chris Rock, I mean, those people are just so unique. <laughs> Phil Hartman, all those guys. Like they're ir- irreplaceable. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna recommend a pod as well uh, that uh, wife and I listened to when we were driving to New Mexico. Uh, Office ladies, you guys listen to this? Oh, nice. I did a little bit. I haven't stuck with it, but uh, I enjoyed what I listened to. Yeah, it's uh, Pam and Angela, or Jenna and Angela. Uh, they do uh, office retrospective. So ton of a uh, ton of guests. The the episode that we listened to was Threat Level Midnight, and they had BJ Novak on, who wrote the script for that one, nice. and just talking about breaking away from the formula of The Office to do something different in Michael's last season. And it was really informative. BJ's you know obviously very funny, great writer, and a lot of a lot of good nuggets in there for Office fans. So if you like that show and uh, you know want some little background on there. That's a fun listen. So check out uh, at least that episode, the the BJ Novak Threat Level Midnight Office Ladies was really fun. And uh, yeah, that's uh, weekly recommends for this week. Hope you enjoyed. If you want more from us, though, we got a VIP episode coming out this week. Side recommend, watch Gili, and then listen to our episode about it this week. So Good do that. God, we had come to. back to us. Yes, we got all-time bad movies in the VIP this year. Gili is going to be talked about right after this. So stick around for that, VIPs. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salads is